Your views, your news, your Limerick Today. Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Anne-Marie Garrity. In for Joe Nash. Now we're coming back to the issue of smartphone use by primary school children. We got a lot of parents getting in touch with us on the show yesterday. This is the move by the Minister to have schools survey parents on to see if they want smartphones banned uh, for their children. And I'm joined by parents Yantian and Michelle. And Michelle, firstly, uh, what do you think of what the Minister and the schools are trying to do? I think it is very difficult at primary school age. I would be in favour of not having smartphones in school at that age, um, up to primary school. And the reason is, I think it's a distraction for the students. It's very difficult for teachers to manage it. And I think it's also difficult for parents to manage because, you know, they're they're not around you. I think with any device, any, any smartphone, anything like that, it really is about parental monitoring and parental control of any device, even like my own son has a, a switch. He has, and he has a mobile phone, but he never, it never leaves the house without me knowing where it is, what he's doing with it, who he's talking to. And we have very strict parental controls. So I do understand where the minister is coming from. My only issue is I just don't feel like the department have a grasp of the technology. I don't really feel confident that they they know what they're talking about at this point. You know, I just don't feel like they're up to date with it. They're trying to get, I suppose, parents in a survey to say, yes, we support these children not using smartphones. But it's not just in the school, from what I know. It's outside of school as well. Yeah. And you see, I think I think that's very difficult to do, you know, particularly as children go towards fourth, fifth, sixth classes. You know, you also have to have to teach your children to operate in the real world, you know, and unfortunately in the real world, you know, they are playing games online. They are, you know, using apps online, even within the school curriculum. Um, my son comes home and he go. we have a desktop in the middle of the house and he goes on and he does spellings online. He They're, they're asked to research projects online. So it's very much like we, it, it's very much cherry picking, I find. And the problem is that they're cherry picking in such a way in that if, if you don't want children to use smart, like it is known, there are lots of research that children under the age of 12 or 13 shouldn't probably be using smartphones or if they are it has to be a very limited use but you see all the time children's two and three i was in town the other day and there was a lady come towards me with a, a, a little child in a pram and they're they're watching phones they're they're doing things would you support it if this if it comes to your doorstep the school are saying look we're trying to ban the use of it from this age would you support it i would in school in school but i don't think it's possible but they're talking to, about to all phones outside. in general but how can how can they control that or police that? But I it, I, I, it'd be up to you as the parent. I would I would support banning it in school, but I I don't think there is any place for it in a primary school for smartphones and for children to have devices such as that. But I I just don't know that it's possible outside of school. I think the idea to ban phones in primary schools is great. As Michelle said, like we can't block internet access at all. Um, for our kids, we can't just mind how they get on with it. Because my son is in primary school, but he also has um, his homework app. And he has to do that on his own tablet. Oh, of course. Uh, so as long as that curriculum doesn't change, and I'm all for teaching kids how to use the internet for research projects, um, especially since my kid has autism and he's not very, or he was not very verbal, so he used to write a lot or type a lot, and his handwriting isn't great. So yeah, let them use the tablets. But being very mindful of 
what they're doing on it, as Michelle said, have the parental controls on very strict. But I don't think you should be banning them outright. And especially with um, primary schools getting tablets into their own schools for the kids uh, to do their have some maths exercises or have some spelling exercises. And, and the problem is, right, you, you, I and Michelle and all of us here can teach our kids safely how to use them and put on the restrictions and the parental controls. The ability to go online and access the material, uh, sexual nature, violence, uh, you name it, is at their fingertips. You can go outside the door and let your kids off playing and someone else in the group uh, has a smartphone there could be eight, there could be seven, eight, nine, and could be taking pictures of the kids outside having fun and posting them God knows where. So, Alice, you have control of your kids. What about the kids around you? I, th- I think that the other thing is, though, we want our children to be prepared for the real world. Do you know what I mean? So it is about educating them a little bit about, you know, don't take pictures of other children. Don't, like, as I said, my fo- my, my son has the use of a phone, but... It never leaves the house. It's sitting here in front of me right now. I don't think it's picked it up in about five days, to be honest. And um, it's for a specific purpose. We can call his dad who's away a lot. But but on that, there's only certain apps. He doesn't have access to everything. You're right. The camera is the one thing that you can't easily switch off on a phone. But it is about educating your children and saying, actually, you can't take that smartphone with you when you're not in my presence. And what would you do if there's other kids, if there's other kids using phones around your kids? How would you deal with that? Well, actually, one of the things that that I do work with is is actually now with older teenagers is minding your image online, mm. cyber security, being safe online, and I think we I think that's what we need is to educate our children earlier and say, listen, your image is really important. If someone takes a photo of you and you don't like it, ask them to delete it. If they don't speak to an adult, um, you need to be very careful of your own image that you know you are an individual, you know, and I think that comes back to safety. When we teach our kids to be safe in in public, like it is a big risk, you know, and it is a big risk when you think about it, even just letting your kids out to play and not knowing what they're doing or who they're with. You have to you have to be secure that your child knows enough to come and tell you if there's any problem or if anything like that happens. Does the potential of what can happen strike up fearing you as a parent? Oh, yeah, because I'm very much um, a very connected person on the Internet. Um, so I myself will not post my kids on like public social media or anything. Well, Yantian and Michelle, thanks a million for your views. This morning we'll be getting a teacher's perspective next. You know, you've heard some of uh, Limerick's parents on the issue and let's turn to Eric Nelligan in Limerick. You'll know him as a representative of AIM too, um, but he's also a teacher and joins us on the line. Good morning to you, Eric. Good morning, Emery. Um, how much of an issue is this for schools? This is an issue that schools are very, very conscious of. But I would think the vast majority of schools are already handling in a very appropriate and balanced manner. Um, as, as As a teacher and an educator and involved working with children for a good number of years now, society is constantly changing, technology is constantly changing. So teachers need to be at the forefront of what's happening so that we can support parents because often the parents rely on the school to set the example and they can then row in behind. So the vast majority of schools now, and I say, you know, I would be very surprised if no, if a school does not have a specific policy on smartphones, technology, all that type of stuff. So schools are very conscious of it. So, but I'm um, right in saying why, primary schools don't allow f- the, f- the phone use at all and secondary, from what I hear, don't allow 
like the kids can have them when they come in or leave or whatever, but they're not allowed to have them around in 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 school time. So this is what the minister is saying about this. This is more about getting everyone on board on a national school level. I know you're secondary, I think it is, but a national yes, school level of correct. getting them on board uh, to stop the usage of the smart devices. Yes, this is this is really uh, this is really an incentive from the the minister to. I think she's saying it's to support parents make mm. the decision. So it, this is all about supporting the parents. It's not really much of an impact on school because, as I mentioned, schools have policies in place that don't allow phones, or at the very least, a phone can't be seen. Like most schools, especially secondary schools, they'd have a policy of not seen, not heard. So if the phone is in a bag or in the pocket and it doesn't ring and it's not visible, then uh, well, what about outside school hours? What about yeah, pupils well, was, in yeah. schools, yes. outside, parents don't give a toss, kids in turn don't give a toss, things are happening, bullying is happening and it, it does filter back into the classroom, the, the, the conversation in the classroom and while it's the device isn't there, what's going on on the device outside of... Correct. Yeah, so what, what about Correct. that? You know, you're, you're, you're totally correct. And that's where most of the issues are happening. So most bullying and online, online incidents would happen outside the school and then they're broke, but they would happen because the children may be engaged or they may be in the same class together or the same school together. So that's, that's where the, the, the minister's initiative is to support the parents. But realistically, um, at what age will a parent say no to a child? And this is, this is where it varies. There, there are some, there are some parents who might have a child of eight or nine and ten that has a phone. There are other parents that might wait till maybe till they start secondary school. I would say as a secondary school teacher, in first year, the vast, vast majority of students have a phone in first year, and by second year, every student will have a phone. Um, it's just something that's there. So what I think what we need to work on here is we need to work on instead of trying to ban the instead of trying to ban the phones, especially outside the school when they get to a certain age. We need to we need to educate parents on how they can use the current controls of a phone better, how they can control maybe the Wi-Fi in the house, how they can check on the, you can, you can check the apps that the, their children are looking at, how they can control um, certain words on the search engines. There are there are ways to do that now. A lot of children are are probably smarter or more adept to technology than their parents, but at least if there can be a broad support plan there where you can get the tech providers to come on board and offer simple practical tools to help the parents um, have some bit of parental control on their children, well, especially we have, new to teenage years. We have an expert on the line, Philip Arnell <coughs> from CyberSafe Kids, who might give us a bit of guidance on that, because I will be very, very honest here. I hate having to deal with this. I hate having to deal with the tech side of it. You know, the kids, the devices, I hand it to hubby. I go, there you go. Restrict this, restrict that. I want this done. And I don't learn about it myself and how to do it. And I think most parents are like that. So, Philip, what should we be doing? You should be doing the opposite of that. Yes. That's exactly yeah. what you should be doing. You know, I, I think, look, digital parenting is part of parenting uh, nowadays. You know, we have a campaign called Same Rules Apply. And, and you know, the fundamental message of that campaign is that, you know, we've got to break down the separation between the online and the offline world for, for kids and young people. It's the same thing, you know, being online is part of their real world. So parents have got to try and better inform themselves about what's doing. You don't have to be a TikToker. You don't have to be creating all this viral video content or be an expert in the games. But it is really important to at least know what's popular. But what the kids, kids outsmart us. In doing. They outsmart us. The kids outsmart us. Well, I mean, it's okay to say that. But I mean, then I would throw that back to parents and say, well, you know, 
We're you know, responsible. What, playing, <laughs> what, what apps are they actually using? And, and to be honest, there's lots of sites, you know, CyberSafe Kids, Common Sense Media, Webwise. There's a lot of explainers online that can very quickly demystify, you know, what the popular apps and games are. So there is that responsibility to at least get up to speed a little bit with what's popular. And then you're in a better position to talk about those things with your kids. And when they then get into issues and get into problems online, potentially, they're more likely to be coming and talking to parents about those things. And that really mitigates and prevents like bigger problems, you know, developing down, down the line. And this is the problem, you see, you don't do that. And then you start looking into it when the problem arises, don't you? Because... Well, Absolutely. I mean, this is this kind of reactive uh, thing. It's, it's really great to hear so many people this morning using the word education, actually, because, you know, it's okay talking about smartphones, for example, but actually, when we do our research every year uh, and, and release it in our trends and usage report, you know, we find that the 8 to 12 year olds, only 47% of them have a smartphone. Actually, it's the third most popular device after a tablet and a games console. And those devices also uh, bring with them a lot of fun and a lot of pleasure for kids and young people, but they also bring those potential harms and risks that a smartphone also brings. So it's not enough just to be talking about let's ban this, let's stop buying these. What we've also got to do is we've got to, to skill uh, young people and children. We've also got to skill the parents and give them the knowledge, as one of your previous speakers said, to uh, live in the real world in the sense that they're going to come across these things, they're going to have access to certain things, whether we like it or not. And so we've got to teach them, you know, how do you handle it? How do you react responsibly? How do you ask for help if you need it? And that's really uh, the bigger part of, the, of this picture rather than just focusing specifically on let's ban smartphones, for example. Yeah, like there is a big thing, you know, open, honest conversation with your kids. I have gone to some of those seminars that schools provide they bring in tech experts to to break it down for parents in the evenings and I've gone to a few of them and they're very, very helpful. But what I noticed is not many parents turn up for them. And as you say, it's getting in ahead of the problem and getting the awareness there. Where would you advise parents to go to get that information and to inform themselves and to know what to do with these devices? Well, I mean, the starting point for us would be cybersafekids.ie. If you go on there, um, you can find on our same rules apply page. We actually put together a digital parenting booklet, um, which is an online uh, e-reader booklet. You can also download a PDF copy to read. And in there, uh, all the resources you need are signposted. There's lots of tips and advice for parents. And genuinely, we would encourage parents to go there, have a look at that, and you'll find that very quickly a lot of the things that maybe seem uh, overwhelming, maybe seem a bit opaque, will be demystified very quickly. So cybersafekids.ie is a great place to start, uh, and you can get a lot of advice. And there's a lot of free resources online to really help parents because we know that they're struggling. We know they need help, but the help is there. And we guarantee, you know, if you get that help and you start talking to your kids, as you said, uh, these problems will start to seem a lot less perhaps than they seem at the moment. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Philip Arnell there from CyberSafe Kids and teacher and member of Into Eric Nelligan there joining us on that. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today. Limerick Today, Limerick today with Anne-Marie Garrity in for Joe Nash. Bye, bye.